0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check
0: out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Howdy,
2: howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: One and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbert, along with a rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music on this. Hump day! We just had a kangaroo in the studio. Hop day <laughs> The star of the whole place this morning is the kangaroo was on Rebecca's show. Well, he's the mascot for the markets. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Didn't think about that. How did I not make that connection? And, and how a pro post, because between the time I got here and the time we're on the air, I got here about 20 minutes ago, it went from red to green. The Kangaroo's markets Kangaroo's been busy. <laughs> so just to let everybody know, there's a kangaroo now in the green room. Right, I can see it right through the window. <laughs> the star of the show.
2: Things you weren't expect to
3: hear to start the show. <laughs> Perez came out, and all of a sudden, here comes a bunch of folks at work here. Our whole news department comes through the green room. I'm, I'm getting ready into the studio. I said, what's going on? There's a parade coming through. And I didn't know. And he come, Perez comes out and says, what's going on in there? He said, there's an animal in there. <laughs> kangaroo. And I came in. Not every day we have a kangaroo in the studio. But it's a therapy. In fact, I would animal. wager
2: that it is the first time it's
3: been in the studio. I think that's right. But fascinating discussion, though, about oh, yeah. that with uh, Rebecca and uh, the work that is done there. And uh, Did you pet it?
2: Uh, no, I had to get in here and get everything ready. But okay. uh, if it's still here in the break, I'll go in there.
3: Incredibly soft. It's not what you kind of, you know, we're used to petting dogs, cats, right? Household pets. Completely different. I mean, really soft fur. Generally, when you think of a wild animal or a
2: potentially wild animal, you don't think of soft fur, but it is a baby-ish,
3: and it, it has been well cared for, so it makes sense. Very docile, and was also much like a dog was licking humans. Kind of cool. Anyhow. That's what's going on here at Super Talk. we got a kangaroo in the studio. Never a dull day at the Super Talk studios. Indeed. Coming up on the program today, my good friend Brian Haydad. He's the co-host of Sports Talk Mississippi. Brian will update us on what's going on over there in the SEC media days in Atlanta. Of course, we spoke to the producer of Sports Talk, Michael Borky, on Monday. Yesterday, we had Richard Cross, host of Sports Talk. Today, it's Brian Haydad. And, of course, Coach Mike Leach took to the podium yesterday. So we'll get an update from Brian. And then at 12.05, Sid Salter, political analyst, chief communications officer, director of the Office of Public Affairs at Mississippi State, You know why he's coming on, don't you?
2: Maybe something going on. I heard there's scuttlebutt
3: of this thing (laughs) that's taking place next week. You know the thing. (laughs) The Shelby County Fair. Next week. And uh, Sid has uh, a lot of stored up knowledge about the fair through real life experiences. And, of course, he'll share some of those with us. We'll... Get his thoughts on what we might witness next week. It's a big political to do. Will there be any surprises? I don't know. It's not an election year yet in the state of Mississippi. And good grief how fast these cycles go. Just yesterday, it seems like we were catching our collective breaths in 2019 when Mississippians went to the polls to elect statewide officials, members of their legislature on the House and Senate side. It just That seems like yesterday. Here we go again, right around the old corner. And, of course, at the federal level, the midterms coming up. Coming up uh, this November. And then a short two years away, 2024, we'll go back and elect the president, and we have a Senate seat up for re-election also in the state of Mississippi. So, for those of us who are political junkies, it's just non-stop information, nonstop activity. Quickly approaching
2: the silly season.
3: No doubt about it. Speaking of silly, what about AOC? You knew it was coming. You started laughing before I said it. Oh, my goodness. You and Ilan Omar. Oh, you called it out yesterday. They Is- were
2: at the Supreme Court protesting, <laughs> and uh, I believe they were not on the sidewalk and in the street or in a space where they weren't supposed to be, and I believe 35 individuals were detained or arrested by Capitol Police, including 17 Congress people. <laughs> but in the interest of appearances and to make sure that they had the best picture for the mailers and The fundraising emails that will surely already be in your inbox right now (laughs) AOC Ilhan Omar and a couple others while they were being quote-unquote arrested Made sure to pantomime that they were in handcuffs because they held their hands behind their back while they were walking but uh the defense that people are having for that is, well, the the police will tell you to put your hands behind your back. Yeah, and they mean it. They don't mean go <laughs> wave to the crowd and then put your hand behind your back again like you're handcuffed
3: because you're not handcuffed. The smirk on her face, hamming it up for the camera. Did she? She knew, right? She knew which way to look, and she knew, and she had that sideways head tilted smirk on her face. Look at me, I'm being arrested. <laughs> These are the same people that want to preach to you about privilege, and they had the privilege of getting
2: arrested without handcuffs. That's true. When's the last time you got arrested and you weren't handcuffed?
3: Oh, it's not every day you see members of Congress shackled in individual... Invisible, I can't even get it out. Invisible handcuffs. I mean... And And then, on cue...
2: The mainstream media, make sure to use the pictures of them with their hands behind their back where you can't see the invisible handcuffs, so you can't call them out on their BS. (laughs) Just go look at ABC or NBC News. All the pictures are from the front with their hands behind their back like they've been handcuffed, even though there were no handcuffs present.
3: (laughs) Political theater. I I mean, they're more concerned about the, the fame... They derive from being on social media, Instagram, etc. Then they are governing. It's just, I'm not sure what to think about it, honestly. It's, it's so, uh, the duplicity, the phoniness is just off the charts, of course. but And she, what's up with the jacket? It's 95 degrees outside. <laughs> she had like a peacoat length jacket on. What's up with that? Uh, can you explain to me what's the significance of the green scarves? Is there something about the green? Did you not I'm, notice that? sure, sure it's had about that the on?
2: greenies. It's all in solidarity for a green future uh, or something like that. Okay. I mean, if they're up there pretending to be wearing handcuffs, you got to imagine there's some imagery or some symbology they're going for there. And, yes, I've intentionally used the word symbology. <laughs>
3: Did you notice also the cadence of her walk? It was kind of like a perp walk. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh gosh, they're putting me up on the stage or something.
2: She wants beyond wants to have access to the street cred that Bernie Sanders got when the picture went around of him protesting back in the day and getting carted off (laughs) where the police officers have him under the arms and he's kicking and screaming. She wants beyond wants for that
3: to be her. (laughs) No doubt about it. She
2: wants to be that, but she doesn't have the cojones.
3: (laughs) No doubt about it.
2: There's no doubt about it. I may not agree with Bernie Sanders on hardly anything, (laughs) but I can at least respect the fact that he was willing to get arrested and carted off for it, and not make up invisible handcuffs just to fit the bill. Yeah, his was legitimate. This was complete phony. Omar, too. And it's not even the first time she's been caught doing this crap. (laughs) Remember when, oh, the kids are in cages. I got to go stand by a fence and cry for a photo op. (laughs) She literally stood by a security fence in a parking lot, acting like it was the
3: border. (laughs) I'm down
2: here and it's horrible. Oh, my God, the humanity.
3: Oh, (laughs) you can't help but think about Tucker Carlson, Sandy from Westchester (laughs) went to Boston University. Sandy from Westchester which is one of the most affluent communities in the world. And she's so oppressed. That's what this was all about. Look at me. I'm so oppressed. (laughs) Such a victim. This, uh, it just seems that this craving for victimhood, I really I can't even comprehend it. They derive political power from it. I guess so. It checks all those boxes. (laughs) Well, we have opened up with a bang here on Middays Today. When we come back, it's Brian Haydad, the co-host of Sports Talk Mississippi. We're in the Element Well Studios, and we'll be right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 78. For Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny and hot, high near 97. And a look to Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 96. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
6: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at bennelson.com.
4: The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
5: Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do.
1: Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Keekens Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at KeyConstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders.
7: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Check it out. Let's do it. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert.
5: Let's get on with it
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are trying to run down Brian over in Atlanta. And when he, uh, when we get connected, we'll bring him on. So yeah, uh, Thomas Greenwood says they had some neato invisible handcuffs. <laughs> Chris and Tupelo on the ceasefire Text Line, which is 601-879-4395. AOC smirk is what got me too. I agree that it I mean it really did just reek of duplicity and smugness, sanctimony, all of the above. Pomposity. <laughs> It's just incredible. AOC needs to go to Ukraine to get a taste of reality, says Carol in Starkville. Shouldn't members of Congress that are supposed to write and pass laws but not intentionally break the law on the ceasefire tax line? Well, that's an interesting concept. Agree. Seems like it. Bobby and Baseball says... Found this. Okay. AOC. Prison changed me. Ma'am, you didn't go to prison. AOC. I still experienced what it was like to be arrested, ma'am. You weren't arrested. I had handcuffs on. You weren't handcuffs. Why do you want to date me? <laughs> That's awesome. She did say that at some point, I think, did she not? That that uh, she can't help it, that everybody's hitting on her, all the Republicans are hitting on her, or something crazy like that. Oh gosh. I'm seeing some headlines here that says the Navy may have to serve vegan meat on some bases. This would be over in the Pacific Rim, showing three bases over there. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe there's a meat shortage. But there are all kinds of reports of warning warnings. Jeez, uh, this is crazy that we are at risk of experiencing a food shortage in this country, which is really incredible to think about. Brian in the Metro says, Congressman, Congresswoman, and Senators protesting for publicity's sake. There's no doubt about it. Is there a way to check their arrest record to see if they were actually booked and charged, says Joe in Meridian? I suspect there probably is. I don't know what we'd glean from that, and but apparently it's reported in any reputable uh news sources those that would be considered such the mainstream sort of sources that they were arrested but i guess cuz they were breaking the law but i mean it's it's um it's academic really i don't know that there's any significance to the arrests per se other than they got airtime out of it got video opportunity photo opportunity etc all right, we got Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yes. All right, we finally got you connected up over in Atlanta.
8: That, that's where I am. We just uh, wrapped up uh, a great interview with Cole Kubelik from the SEC Network. That'll be a uh, later day. We've been putting some great interviews together. Should be a final, sh- great final show here from uh, SEC BD Day
3: for us. What, what have you learned that uh, you find that's particularly notable the last couple of days?
8: Well, I'll tell you, Gerard, everybody thinks Ole Miss is going to be terrible and State's going to be really good.
9: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
8: now, what are we learning? I mean, you know how these coaches are over here. You talk about politicians all day long. That's what these a lot of these coaches are. Sure. I will say that this year, and maybe Leach and Kiffin have something to do with this, that we're seeing some more of what these guys are like in real life. And hmm. you know, They're a little more settled in. They're a little more comfortable in their own skin. It's not just we're here to talk about football and hustle and hard work and, and, and all those kind of things. You know, you're getting a little bit more of what these guys really, really are. So that's been refreshing. Uh, but basically, you know, everybody's talking about how the season's just about upon us, and they, you know, there's, there's work to do, and everybody wants to be better this year, and it should be. I mean, we're set up for another great year of SEC football.
3: Yeah. Well, we had, uh, of course, we talked to Richard yesterday, and I know you were close by. It, has this whole subject of NIL, pay-to-play, has that sort of dominated the event this year, you feel?
8: I wouldn't say dominated. I, 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 but, you know, every coach is going to get asked about it. Uh, you know, they're all going to give their opinions on it. But I think the bigger topic has been definitely the the, the realignment of conferences. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, you know, Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC in a few years. USC headed to the uh, the Big Ten. That's been the, the if I had to so say that's one question that's getting asked over and over again. It's probably that even more than NIL. I think NIL was a little bit of, I think people are a little bit on, on, on thin ice with that because we don't want it to turn into, all right, well, he's paying this guy. You, you, you see where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. You don't want a lot of finger-pointing.
3: Yeah, you know, it just feels like, though, that there, there are a lot of uh, surprises that are looming out there that we're not going to know until this thing gets to be uh, more widely practiced. I just don't think we know everything that possibly could happen. It hadn't been around that long, and it's right. really not entrenched. I mean, that's so that's not unusual, and I'm sure that's what conference leadership, coaches, the NCAA – they're all trying to figure that out right now. I mean, because it it turns the whole thing on upside down. You you think about this, Brian, f- for decades now, right? With the NCAA, think about the enormous focus, and energy, and effort behind compliance, mm-hmm. and, and and to really police these uh, these inducements, is illegal inducements, and now it's sanction. It's just weird. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Two two years ago, if a booster for Mississippi State or Ole Miss gave somebody a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that would have been, you know, oh, well, you're going to lose a scholarship for that, and you might be on bowl ban. And now it's like, yeah, sure, we can sign you to a deal that pays you $100,000 a year. Let's make it Let's make it happen. So it has been a very fast change, uh, probably a little too fast for what you want. But a lot of that, Gerard, is because the NCAA was so negligent in their handling of all these no things. No doubt. They, they left everything up to the schools When you do that, the boosters are going to get involved, and now they're going to say, well, we'll we'll let the government handle it, which is probably the (laughs) dumbest thing anybody can do under any situation, is let the government try to handle it. So hopefully we get some some resolution, we get some some uniform rules uh, about this, because you definitely need them, but at the same time, there's no one to blame but the people in charge.
3: Right. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so what did Coach Mike Leach say about my favorite musical artist journey?
8: Well, I didn't know that was your favorite. <laughs> I think he likes that song. He said he grew up in the Journey era. Yeah. But for him, you know, he, he likes something a little different. He wanted to go with Mississippi Queen as the new fourth quarter song. Ah, Mississippi got,
3: Queen. Okay. Now, I
8: love that song because it mentions my hometown of Vicksburg in it. So yep. I'm, I'm I'm already on board with that. So it sparked a lot of debate, though, on the Super Talk uh, and the Sports Talk Mississippi Twitter feed, on some message boards. Because that's the first time you know the head coach came out and said something about it. So, wow! that was a fun discussion with him yesterday.
3: How about that? Yeah, same era. He's a couple of years younger than me, but Mississippi Queen. How about that? I had to think about whether or not that would be. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you do have the cowbells. That's true, right? That's so true. the yeah. the the open of the song is a pretty strong cowbell sound yeah. in there.
8: We'll make it work, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we shall shall see. So anything special you're expecting today?
8: Well, yeah, today we have Georgia, the defending national champion. So be interesting to see what Kirby Smart has to say. Um, Sam Pittman talked earlier today from the University of Arkansas. He's always a lot of fun. That's a team that I'm, I'm very interested in this year. I think they could take a surprise. A lot of people and be really, really good. Also, the University of Florida today, and Billy Napier in his first year yeah. uh, at, with the Gators. You know, he's got a lot on his plate there, and uh, he's a Saban disciple. So, you know, we add another one of those to the conference. We'll see what kind of success he has in year one.
3: Yeah. Well, it, it should be interesting. Uh, we don't have too many weeks here before we kick off, right?
8: Oh, I mean, fall practice, well, I say fall, but preseason practice will start, you know, next weekend, maybe a weekend after that, and then, yeah. You know, we're talking about one month, and then we're kicking off football in Oxford and Starkville and everywhere
3: else. Unbelievable! What about the portal and the transfer stuff? Was it, how how much is that in the discussion?
8: Not as much. I think coaches have sort of come to grips with that to a certain extent. You know, you get, they, everybody uses it differently. Yeah. You know Lane, Lane Kippen who's just he's just in there, man, and he's finding guys every week, it seems. Yeah. you have other guys who are just sort of using it like recruiting. They're like, hey, we have a hole at this position. Let's go find the guys to see what we can do there. So I think that particular issue, the coaches and the the administrations around the conference and the country have have a better hold of that than they do NIL.
3: Yeah, that sounds uh, about right, I think. I think the NIL is just a bigger, deeper issue than uh, is the transfer portal stuff. Agreed. All right, Brian, appreciate you checking in. Thanks for the update, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon and uh, see where this all lands.
8: All right. Talk to you later, Drew. I appreciate it.
3: Brian Haydad, co-host of Sports Talk Mississippi here on Super Talk Mississippi. We'll step aside for a break on Middays. We're in the Element Wealth Studios.
10: serving you since 1993
11: this is home answers radio and my guest today is trey jackson of bulldog construction trey if a business has uneven sidewalks they're asking for trouble would you agree
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Inflation is at 9.1%, a 40-year high that's impacting families, small business owners, and farmers. Mike McCormick with the Mississippi Farm Bureau says inflation is their number one enemy.
15: Soaring uh, input costs are are really impacting our farms uh, here all over the state, all over the nation. Some inflationary numbers are saying we're up about 9% uh, on inflation this year. I can tell you our figures show that it's... Well, probably around 18% for uh, the input costs that we're using in our farms.
14: It's an increase that can't be passed on, so farmers are being forced to absorb it. McCormick says this is eerily similar to what happened in the 80s.
15: You saw all of the uh, for sale signs and the auctions of farm equipment and uh, farmland all over the U.S. at that point in time. I don't think we we're there yet, uh, but uh, you know, uh, the cure for inflation is to, to raise interest rates, and that's a farmer's uh, number two enemy.
0: Welcome to summertime in Mississippi.
14: It's hot out here. It's so hot out there.
7: As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's
0: on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
3: Back up middays. We thank you so much for joining us today. The On the ceasefire text line, they, in all caps, were not arrested. No handcuffs, lies, all lies. The media and the government are liars. Well, I believe 17 <coughs> excuse me, were arrested. And I did check that out, and I'm, I'm looking at a dozen news sources reporting that. And in fact, <laughs> When I searched for it, I got 7 million hits. So, And and these aren't off-the-wall left-wing news outlets either. The New York Post, who is actually a conservative publication. Axios, kind of in the middle. The Hill, in the middle. ABC, Business Insider. Numerous, Fortune, they're all reporting it. It's AOC, Omar total of 17. In fact, I, I saw this morning a report on it early this morning, and a screen was presented that had uh, the thumbnails of uh, the headshots of all the lawmakers that were arrested. Now, it's a formality, right? I don't, I don't know what I was involved in an arrest, but no big deal. And no doubt, no handcuffs. That's absolutely true. I mean, because that's video evidence of that. I was completely feigned.
2: But we've already seen this administration and the Democrat Party try to gaslight you into not believing what you see or hear with your own eyes and ears on video.
3: That's absolutely true. Totally agree. It's the way they do it. <laughs> so it's it's silly anyhow. And, and let's be honest. They went there, I believe, with that intent, for that express purpose. I mean, it's jackpot. Look, I got arrested. And honestly, probably disappointed that they didn't truly get physically handcuffed. Because that would have been even a better story. But now everybody knows, no, you lied about it. (laughs) You put on a show, you faked it, you feigned it. You looked stupid, honestly. With that smirk.
2: Again, I reiterate, these are the people preaching about privilege, yet they have the privilege of being arrested without being handcuffed. I agree.
3: It's just a a fake deal all the way around. If you
2: or I got arrested, I guarantee you we would not have the privilege of being arrested without handcuffs.
3: I agree. They were led to a detention area, it's being reported. Arrested and led to a detention area. Capitol Police, by the way, did it. They're the ones who made the arrest. Total of 35 arrests for crowding, obstructing, in... Right, I never heard of this word. Incommoding? I-N-C-O-M-M-O-D-I-N-G. What is that? Inconveniencing someone is what it means. Well, there we go. According to the Google thingy here, it says to... incommode
2: Means to...
3: inconvenience someone. There you go. That's what we said. So, it's a word I never heard before. But we just added to our vocabulary. That's one of those grand, eloquent words.
2: <laughs> the usage of the word over time, according to the chart, has dramatically decreased since the early 1800s.
3: Oh! Only a couple of hundred years.
2: (laughs) It has both a Latin and French uh, origin.
3: Okay. Well, you know, so, if it's being reported that way in the news, I wonder if that's the way it's still listed in statute. Probably. You would think so, right? I mean, to be consistent in the reporting of specifically what they were arrested for. Uh, And I could
2: be wrong, but historically you had much more public interaction with Supreme Court justices and Supreme Court hearings and the Supreme Court in general earlier in the history of the country than in modern times.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Crowding, obstructing, or incommoding, which included... So with 35 total arrested, that included 17 members of Congress. There's nothing noble about that. There's nothing virtuous. There's no value to that. That's what's bad. You're Especially supposed to when be... it's
2: their job to codify the laws of the land. Right. That's what they do. They can literally go and vote to change the law to what they would like it to be instead of going out and showing their rear and acting like they got arrested. I agree. But just like typical Democrats and liberals, instead of doing what they can, they want to go be victims.
3: Uh, it just seems to, for whatever reason, that seems to produce political power. And that's sad, but that's where we've gotten in this country, in my view. But in the meantime, the, uh, the House did yesterday approve a same-sex marriage bill And that's in response to the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision where Justice Clarence Thomas made a comment where he said that same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, those rulings, Supreme Court rulings, should be reviewed. And again, it was was, uh, something that uh, I, I think he was just saying it really doesn't have any constitutional merit that it needs to be, just like abortion, a matter for the states. That, that was really all he was saying. And the the left just absolutely melted down over that. In, and then showed their true colors
2: by really only attacking one Supreme Court justice and
3: using every racist term in the book. No doubt. Directed uh, at... Uh, Justice Thomas. It' was incredible. the uh, the meltdown, the vitriol that ensued, the hostility is really sickening. But yet it's just, these are the same people that lecture those of us on the right and and label us all as racist
2: projections right. a hell of a thing.
3: It's incredible and it it works politically. That's what's scary, but anyhow, so the idea here is that in the House passing this bill, it's preemptive, essentially. It's a preemptive strike, uh, just kind of sending a message to the Supreme Court. But I think more than anything, pandering to their base. Look at us; we're going to get this codified. These two issues codified. Contraception is another one that's part of that. Now, the uh, most believe that are that that analyze. Uh, and count votes for a living, if you will, in the media that this has got no chance in the Senate. It would require 60 votes. It's, it's unnecessary, and it shouldn't be enacted at the federal level. That was, the idea is to enact it at the federal level, which is the same goal they have with respect to abortion, so that states couldn't, couldn't govern that and implement policies within their state borders on the issues. Laws, not policies, but laws. And it's the same thing here. So it's to prevent a state. It would make it the law of the land, national, federal law, so that a state couldn't pass any law that is in conflict with it. Now, that happens all the time. That's how they end up in the Supreme Court. States enact laws that conflict with federal law, or, or the federal government, in this case. It's what, it's what uh, essentially is the impetus for the Dobbs case. Federal government was thought to have overstepped its bounds in the Roe decision. And the state of Mississippi sued and said, you know, that's really a matter for the states. That's what it came down to. And the same thing's going on here. So they're just trying to get ahead of this and virtue signal once again to their base. But like we said, I don't see this getting any traction in the Senate. And, uh, but the House overwhelmingly approved it. 267 to 157 on a roll call vote. I believe that included 47 Republicans. I did check the roll call, by the way, of our four House members. The three Republicans voted nay, did not support this bill. Congressman Benny Thompson, Democrat, no surprise, voted yay. I did did check that. The other thing that's going on up there in Washington that we should uh, talk about, we uh, hinted at it yesterday. We teased it. Joe Biden says a slew of executive orders are coming with respect to climate change because Joe Manchin pretty much put the nail in the coffin on any meaningful, significant climate change legislation last week and so the Democrat Party was really pushing Joe Biden, imploring him, you got to get out and pass some EOs, or the planet's going to burn up. We're all going to die. So when we come back, I, I didn't have any details. You remember yesterday I said, there's no details yet, just it's going to be some EOs. Well, overnight, the White House did release some of the plans with respect to these executive orders that pertain to climate change. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. We're in the Element Well Studios on Middays.
11: This summer, it also means triple summer rebates from Browning Safe Company. Security Joe of Discount Gun Safe says you can beat the heat and save money on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now through the end of July, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and get a rebate of $150, $225, or $300. That's tripled the savings from last year's. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Well, check out the Browning Fire Rated and FEMA-approved vault door on display at Discount GunSafe. As always, if you need it delivered, have your safe installed for as little as $100 with their licensed and discreet delivery team. Call 601-939-8233 and start saving now. That's
1: 601-939-8233. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
17: 37 years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and, of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley. And we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Chapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Chapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000.
4: This is the morning agri market report for the SuperTalk Agri News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading way up this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 68 to 31.895. The Nasdaq is up 173 to 11.887. The S&P 500 is up 28 to 39.64. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton is up 85 to 93.25, and March cotton is up 73 to 89.38. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans are down 16 and three quarters to 14.60 and a half a bushel. September soybeans are down. 12 and a quarter to 1363 and a quarter a bushel. December corn is down three and a half to 591 and three quarters a bushel. March corn is down three and three quarters to 597 and three quarters a bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle are up 47 cents to 136.20. October live cattle are up 60 cents to 141.70. August live feeders are up 52 cents to 179.27. And September live feeders are up 57 cents to 182.37. For the Super Talk Agri News Network, I'm Bob Sullender.
16: Back
3: in the Element Well Studios, Gerard and Rhino on this. Hump day! Chris the Mailman says, I thought a commode was a toilet. Makes sense when dealing with the Democrats, talking about the charges on which AOC and 16 other members, uh, Democrat members of Congress were arrested yesterday. One of the infractions was incommoding. A word which, with with which we were unfamiliar, so we looked it up.
2: On well, the face of it, it sounds like something you do with a cherry bomb in fifth grade.
3: <laughs> but no, no. You know, now that we know this word and its meaning, I can't wait the next time I have this situation with somebody. I'm sorry to have incommoded you. <laughs> All right, so you remember when Joe Biden was running for office, the... The, uh, the general perception was he's just a harmless old grandpa. He's a moderate and won't do any harm. And we just got through talking about... He just about... tells stories about <laughs> swimming right. and leg hair
2: and corn pop. He <laughs> oh, uses gosh. funny words like malarkey.
3: <laughs> he's harmless. And he's from Scranton. Did you know that? <laughs> so, um, but that ain't what we got. We uh, we found out once he got elected, he was yanked to the left by that faction of his party, which is now the entire party. honestly there are not many left uh, no pun intended in the Democrat party that aren't radical left. but here's what he said not so long ago with respect to abuse of executive orders.
5: No well, I got to get the votes i got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I I have this strange notion. We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator.
3: Ah. Okay. But this is what is being considered. It's a it's a rather lengthy list, but we'll go through it quick. Direct the Department of Justice to get involved in ongoing local and state climate litigation against the fossil fuels industry. Invoke the Defense Production Act to churn out renewable energy technologies and solar panels. Reinstitute a crude oil export ban. Restrict fossil fuel imports. End domestic and international federal fossil fuels subsidies. End oil and natural gas lease sales for federal lands and waters. Prevent new fossil fuels infrastructure projects. Strengthen vehicle emission standards. Electrify the USPS vehicle fleet. They already balked at that. Said they couldn't afford it. More resources for identifying and enforcing potent methane leaks. Finalize new Methane standards for new and existing oil and gas operations. Institute a carbon border tariff on imports from countries with worse emission levels than the U.S., making everything more expensive. Redirect federal money to transition from fossil fuels to clean energy.
2: Just when the price of gas was starting to go down due to demand destruction, the idiot in chief decides,
3: you know what? I like $7 a gallon gas. I think yesterday Pete Judge was calling for it to be $20. He he was literally up up there on the hill. That dude's dumber than a doornail. <laughs> he really, I mean, it's a Rhodes Scholar, right? Went to Oxford and all that stuff, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe
2: it. He certainly doesn't act like it. certainly doesn't
3: use the brain that he apparently had to get the Rhodes Scholarship. He's an ideologue, just plain and simple. He's a woke ideologue. And so he was seemed to be rather gleeful about the price of gas and was saying, yeah, we got to figure out a way to get the price of EVs down. And Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky went through a, a really interesting deep-dive analysis exchange with Secretary Buttigieg, just contrasting the the pro, uh, the price of Uh, a traditional vehicle and its operational costs versus that of an electric vehicle and and also talking about the strain that would put on uh, the electric grid and he made some contrast to the energy that is consumed or required electricity wise for a standard household refrigerator and it's like Charging up your vehicle is like 50 refrigerators at the time you're, you're charging. And he just asked a question about the grid. And of course, his answer was yeah, we got to spend a lot more money and build out the grid. <laughs> just snap your fingers, new electrical grid. It's just incredible that this is going on. But you hear this sweet, uh, this slate, I should say, of uh, EOs that the Democrats are pushing Joe Biden to, uh, to issue. It, uh, it's scary, honestly. Just makes the cost of everything go up. Dumb. Right in time for midterms. We'll step step aside for a break, get Super Talk News, Fox News, back after that. You're listening to WFMN
0: Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News.
18: I'm Chris Foster. More than 100 million Americans from the southwest to the northeast are warned it could be dangerously hot out today.
11: Temperatures will be over 100 degrees
18: today from Las Vegas to Tulsa to Shreveport, Louisiana. Pastor Wayne Walker offering a cooling shelter in Dallas, where temps will reach 108 today. We're we'll really trying to save lives. The city of Boston also declaring a heat emergency with about a dozen cooling centers open there. Boxes. Jeff Manasso. Some Trump supporters could face criminal charges from the Georgia prosecutor investigating the former president.
13: Fannie Willis says 16 GOP operatives claim they would be the state's duly elected and qualified electors in order to cast Electoral College votes for Trump instead of Joe Biden, who was certified as the state's winner. She's now informing them they could personally be indicted for election fraud.
18: That's Fox's Evan Brown on Wall Street. Stocks are trading basically flat today. America's listening to Fox News.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID cases are up significantly in Mississippi, as well as hospitalizations. Dr. Dan Edney with the State Department of Health says this wave can be attributed to the Omicron BA5 variant, which is highly contagious and better at evading natural immunity than previous strains.
19: We do expect an updated vaccine later this fall, but we're, you know, even with the current vaccine that that we've been using, if you're up to date, which if you're 50 or older means Mm -hmm. that you need a second booster, so that's four shots.
14: If you're immunocompromised, there's another treatment in addition to a booster. But also, you need to talk to your physician about
19: Evyshield, which is the monoclonal antibody that helps prevent COVID for those who are immunocompromised, and it lasts for three months. So it'll give a, an immunocompromised patient three months protection.
11: Some things are hard to ignore, like a bad toupee. The Mississippi Lottery's Mega Millions jackpot is one of the good things you should not ignore. It's big. We're talking massive. It's just $2 per play, and for an extra buck, you can add the Mega Plyer for a chance to make your non-jackpot winnings really sore. What are you waiting for? Somebody's going to win it? Be somebody. Get your Mega Millions tickets today, then buy that guy a new rug. Have fun, y'all.
1: Gambling problem?
17: Call 888-777-9696. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know our farmer members grow the safest and cleanest food supply in the world on 35,000 farms across the state? Our work truly does fuel the world. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org.
14: The new three-digit nationwide number for those experiencing suicidal thoughts or any mental health crisis has been in operation for just a few days, and calls to that 988 number are already up. Wendy Bailey is executive director of the Mississippi Department of Mental Health.
16: Last year, we had about 9,000 calls to the suicide line in a year. This launched the 16th, They've already seen a 25% increase in the number of chats because there's a chat component, especially for younger adults. And then um, we've already seen a 10% increase in calls just in the last couple of days.
14: Mississippi is number eight in the nation on answer rates for the hotline.
16: There's much buzz across the United States about that this is the first step in changing the crisis system for mental health.
14: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
20: Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: And now, and now. another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now, on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: You're tuned in to middays from the Element Wealth Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino on this. Hump day. So I'm just looking at some of the comments from uh, various notable individuals about this AOC fraud. Uh, <laughs> there's some good ones. To your point, Rhino. Tom Elliott, the founder of Grabian. Grabian is a, a service that collects uh, videos and uh, sends those out. You can subscribe to them, and it's just—it's a collection of just news and information aggregator. Yeah, I—I I actually uh, semi-subscribed to it. Still got the digital watermark on it, but I—but I'd like to use it and just see what happened the day before. Anyhow, this guy says. Politicians are ultimately all just failed actors. That's perfect! That was awesome. That's pretty good. Uh, Caleb Hull, a digital strategist. The funniest part about this video of AOC being escorted out by Capitol Police is her pretending to be in handcuffs. She is a professional victim. She's a victim for a living. And Britt Hume calls her the queen of gestures. (laughs) AOC, this is uh, from a Washington Examiner writer. AOC, while being calmly escorted by an officer, holding her hands behind her back, pretending she is handcuffed, is the most at-AOC thing ever. (laughs) I thought all that was good. It really is good. So, founder of Wikipedia, Larry Sanger, goes on to say, go ahead, be proud of your childish arrest. All those were on the mark, I do believe. The other one is the video you see trailing behind AOC is Representative Elon Omar, also feigning to be handcuffed, but there's no officers around her, like why would you just walk yourself out with nobody within 20 feet of her
2: just more of that privilege they <laughs> preach about <laughs> unbelievable oh gosh every once in a while the onion has a headline that just makes me laugh what's today today well it's actually from yesterday but i i first saw it this morning it's about the heat wave in england yeah and the onion's headline britain battles heat wave by turning up london eye to highest setting <laughs> then it's got a photoshop picture of the london eye with motion blur like it's going really
3: fast well you shared the story yesterday with the sun in the background the big thermometer
2: oh yeah they're they're going so crazy like people don't understand what causes the heat so on the news they got a shot of the reporter out on the street holding up the thermostat and then the split screen you got to get a shot of the sun in there you got to show them where the heat's coming from
3: it's summertime it gets hot Oh my gosh! Incommoding. See, we got everybody talking about this word today. This is on the cease text line. They should put themselves in the commode and flush. <laughs> Charlie from Hickory Flat says, "Gee, you don't need any more new words. You say so many now that I have to look them up all the time." <laughs> uh, I like that word. It's a good. It's a cool word. Incommoding. Sorry to have incommoded you. (laughs) AOC and Elon Omar, they incommoded the situation there at the court. Good grief. It's just crazy. Tim from Tupelo says, Who can afford this kind of insurance on an EV? He sent some information about that, that insurance... Seems to be quite expensive on a Tesla. $4,539? Yeah, on yeah. average,
2: according to car and driver. Wow. Which, I mean, it's car and driver. I, I've never seen much of a political leaning left or right when it comes to their reporting on cars. So Yeah,
3: they're pretty straight. Yeah,
2: they just talk about the, the gears. Wow.
3: It's classified as a luxury vehicle. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, the low end, sixty grand, and the entry level vehicles. If I'm not uh, mistaken, a little less
2: than that. I mean, you can get a entry level. I want to say you can get like a Chevy Volt.
3: Well, I'm talking about a Tesla. Or, but yeah, specifically, Tesla, Specifically, 60 specifically grand, Tesla, right?
2: Yeah, you're looking. Right now, it's around sixty grand for about the cheapest you can get it. Up to like one hundred and fifty or so. Right? Oh yeah, I they think. got some pretty serious models that have all the bells and whistles that can cost you a pretty penny.
3: Okay, so Tim says, who could afford? $4,539 a year. Well, I, I hear you, Tim, but honestly, I guess if you're going to buy a $100,000 car, you can afford that, As a lot of people, I think, would conclude that. Not to mention the price on parts. And if you can fi- find a certified shop to fix the thing, if you have a wreck, none of the body shops around Tupelo will even talk to folks about fixing them. They tell them to take them to Memphis or Birmingham. Yeah, I hear you, but the company reports that that the demand for their products is far exceeding supply. Their orders are way up right now. Uh, one in four, I think I saw a report. One in four n- prospective new vehicle buyers are considering an EV. So, yeah, so they're they're opening up a dealership in uh, Brandon. In central Mississippi here
2: and if you missed it from uh, yesterday I think it actually came out two days ago but remember when the president had all the, the EV manufacturers come up to the White House to discuss manufacturing more EVs and yeah he snubbed yeah. Tesla. yeah because he's not unionized right well have you heard where GM's building their plant to build their new EVs uh-uh the new 2024 Chevy Blazer EV will be made in Mexico
3: of course they're so stupid, man! That's just unbelievable. But again, we, you know, this goes back to what we talked about yesterday, Rhino. That that now there's been some research done. In fact, you know who did this research? Stephen Moore, who's been on our program. I can't remember the name of the organization with which he's affiliated. I learned about this yesterday on Cudlow's show. They were they were discussing this report. And, and let me talk about the report first, so folks know what we're talking about. Where the vast majority of the, of the Biden White House, the Cabinet in particular, have zero business experience. Never operated a business, never signed the front of a check. And in fact, if you look at the total years of experience, total combined aggregate years of the members of the Cabinet, and, and you uh, compute an average based on the number of those years of the members of the Cabinet that were actually spent in the private sector running a business, it's 2.4 on average. Whereas in the Trump White House, it was 13. Plus Donald Trump himself. We got a guy that's at the head of the cabinet there, the president, 50 years right in government. Never held a real job. Never had to worry about making a payroll. Now that's, that's not to say that those are the only people that are qualified to serve in, in government. Not suggesting that. But it'd certainly be nice if you at least sprinkled a few in. Yeah, surround yourself with some people. But no, you surrounded yourself with bureaucrats. And and as we pointed out, while he was naming his cabinet, it was just like filling out a chessboard. One of these, one of those, one of this. It's all about what they are. I think it's... uh. Is it Health and Human Services, Secretary? Zero health care experience? Like, none. Buttigieg, what'd he say? Rode a train? Likes to ride trains? That qualified him. Man, you run a private business like this, you go bankrupt. Just simple as that. Because your competition steamrolls you, and, and you perform so poorly, the market says, we ain't doing business with you. That's how it works. It's the ultimate test, ultimate test. And uh, and so now we got a situation where we got folks making decisions that have zero business experience, zero. And that's uh, what we're seeing in all the policy making.
2: That's evidence enough if you look at those executive orders.
3: Exactly. You look at those uh, the EOs we had, Mike McCormick. Right here in the building from Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. Honestly, it was disturbing the report he gave, he gave about the challenges and the headwinds facing the biggest industry in our state, which is agriculture. And what I heard him say yesterday is the farmers aren't able to pass on all these uh, increased costs. And it's crossed the board. And it's not just that. It's the goofy regulatory environment they're all having to deal with. And all this ESG stuff we've talked about extensively. This is just crazy. It's, it's all about adhering to the religion. The wokeness religion. The religion of woke. The church of woke. <laughs> That's what it is. Fleck now. <laughs> the animals. Eric Burden bumping us out. Coming right back in the Element Well Studio. Stay with us.
6: All month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. We're celebrating your freedom to shop and save big on an amazing selection of Mazdas. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Plus, we're offering low interest rates that will save you thousands. For example, get super low 1.9% financing for 36 months on most 2022 Mazdas. That's right. 1.9% financing on almost every 2022 Mazda. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at Mazda of Jackson. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and save big while doing so. Only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. Look for details.
1: Be sure and check
7: out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Did you know you can find the latest
13: sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Allbritton. We've come a long way since my great granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from All Britons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. All Britons,
19: Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant.
13: Cross. be sure to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson 97.3 the talk
20: that
0: keeps mississippi talking we
1: rolling hit it go play it
13: middays
0: with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
3: Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. We uh, appreciate you being with us today. Don't forget, there's a new show coming up on Super Talk Thunder and Lightning, Wednesday nights starting on August the 3rd. You'll be able to catch Thunder and Lightning live with Brian Haydad across the entire Supertalk Mississippi network and on Supertalk TV. The wildly successful Thunder and Lightning show gives you the best coverage of the Mississippi State Bulldogs and will air Wednesday nights from 6 to 7, again beginning on August 3rd. And, of course, you'll still be able to get daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Congratulations, to Brian for that. I bet I'll do a good job of that. I'll be here he for it. Oh, cool. Honestly. That that's I'll be great. behind the board. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Speaking of which, Mississippi State, we got Sid Salter coming on the program today at 12.05. He, of course, is a political analyst, chief communications officer, director of the officer of Public Affairs at Mississippi State. He's going to talk about that in the Shoba County Fair coming up next week. I bet he can share a story or two, and he might have a bit of insight into what we may expect coming up next week at the fair. We're going to be there Wednesday and Thursday. Middays, will be there uh, right smack dab in the middle of the week on the square there is where we set up, usually with a tent. If you're around, come by and see us. Love to see you. Congress, in the meantime, spending more of your money. This time, <laughs> they intend to write checks some of the most successful, wealthiest businesses in this country, the semiconductor industry. This is uh, the government's plan to address the chip shortage and to onshore bring back to this country a great deal of the chip manufacturing that has, uh, for decades been performed overseas, mainly in the Pacific Rim, $76 billion is going to go to the industry, to various companies, uh, if they meet the eligibility requirements, of course. It'll be done in the the form of tax credits and so forth, but that's what this is all about. Intel, Micron, NVIDIA... All are scheduled to receive money. This really is crazy, in my view. This is another situation where this will run up the debt. We don't have this money. There's no income offsetting it. There's no spending cuts elsewhere in the budget to counter. It's just, once again, money out of thin air. In this case, it's it's a really serious form of corporate welfare. Adds to the deficit, of course that adds to the debt, but once again, supporters will say, oh, but if we don't do this, this, that, and the other, and that's exactly how we got $30 trillion in the debt. There's always a reason, always a justification, always some rationale. Never do we say no. Feels like it, but that's what's about to happen, so you'll know now. A procedural vote was held yesterday. I don't think there's a roll call published on a procedural vote, best I know. So we don't know, but apparently... So this is another situation that requires 60 votes to end the filibuster. And of course that means there's got to be at least 10 Republicans on board with it. At this point, I don't know how our senators voted in the procedural vote. I couldn't find it. Honestly, I couldn't find any record of a procedural vote. And, of course, a procedural vote is just to test the water, to see where the various members of that particular body, Senator House, stand on, on a bill. And, uh, and and if that proves to be affirmed in the positive, the yeas exceed the nays, then they proceed to the more formal process of, of uh, passing the bill out of that chamber. That is expected to happen literally any day now. Senator Chuck Schumer, of course, leading the charge on this, the majority leader. And this is all about making, by the way, this country more competitive with China in the chip-making world. And, you know, there's a lot of politicians that believe that Beijing's Central economic planning is superior to the U.S.'s. You know, um, Andrew Grove, who's who, by the way, was the longtime CEO of Intel. I can't remember the name of his book, but I haven't read it probably twenty-something years ago. He's legendary in the uh, Silicon industry. He warned this. 25, 30 years ago, that Japan was going to dominate the chip industry in the future of global technology. Japan. Because it did look like that at the time.
2: Yeah, they were experiencing a major boom 35, 40 years ago.
3: Yeah. But they ran into all sorts of other societal problems. Mainly, they ain't producing any young people. That's a huge problem they're having right now.
2: Yeah, you see the statistics of elderly people who would be retired or seeking retirement in countries like America that are being forced to work two and three entry-level jobs just because that's all that will hire them and it's all they can get, but they still need to make money to survive because the cost of living is so high. That's right. And there's very little impetus on the working-age, quote-unquote, to have families because and it, of the work
3: environment over there. Exactly right. And, of course, that had a, a significant impact on their, their innovation. It just almost stopped. Haven't seen a lot.
2: Which was a boom for Taiwan, because now Taiwan makes over half the world's chips. That is absolutely correct. I want to say most recent numbers put them north to 60%, like 65%, 66% of the world's chip manufacturing is either in Taiwan or contracted by Taiwan.
3: Which is a completely different economy and a completely different culture and environment and actually one that's really uh, fared quite well in technology and information technology.
2: It's what happens when you have the work ethic of... A, a Chinese nationalist with the ability to make money in a free market of a capitalistic society. Yep. I mean, just go look at the pictures of of different parts of Taiwan and how they've grown in the last fifty years, and it is astounding. Like, That's ad- It is the growth that some places in in the U.S., like uh, Destin, is a is a good example of, yeah. of, of incredible growth in the last few decades. To where it was a sleepy fishing village at one point in the past, and now you have skyscraper condos. Absolutely. Very similar, but on steroids in parts of Taiwan, where you had little sleepy fishing villages on the coastline, where you might have had a couple thousand people living. Where now you'll have a couple thousand people living
3: in a building, and there are thousands of those buildings. That's absolutely true. Uh, I, I saw it just in, in my industry, just uh, the advent of uh, lots of various business concerns in the technology world that had some form of operations in Taiwan. In fact, uh, really big center for training, technology training, certification training for the various uh, manufacturers, technology makers, Cisco Systems, and they had partners in Taiwan, and they had these packages where you could send... Your engineers over for a couple of weeks to uh, complete uh, targeted technical training and come out with a certification, do all the tests and so forth before you leave. And it and it was a package that included the travel, the accommodations, the, the tuition, which you didn't Jeep, ten grand for a couple of weeks of tuition to go through some of that. We we thought about sending a couple of our folks that were working uh, towards certain certifications, just never really pulled the trigger. But I think that's pretty common nowadays. There's, there's been a big industry built around that. Hmm. But this bill, to me, is a joke. So I should also follow up. Even though uh, Andrew Grove, CEO of Intel long time, was warning about the, uh, the possibility of Japan dominating, it turns out his company, Intel, Out-innovated them. And it was his company, it was an American company, that ended up really dominating the chip industry. And then they started moving manufacturing plants overseas for obvious reasons, for costs. Mainly because the cost of labor in this country, especially union labor, was breaking everybody. And the regulatory environment. So that's why a lot of that moved to Taiwan and South Korea. Um, just because they're, they're commodities with extremely low margins are chips. And you've got to recover the R&D, which is massive. So anyhow, your tax money going over there. We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come back in the Element Wealth Studios on Middays.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 78. For Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny and hot, high near 97. And a look to Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 96. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
1: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
21: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
22: Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
14: home and garden, that's what is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Covid cases are up significantly in Mississippi, as well as hospitalizations. Dr. Dan Edney with the State Department of Health says this wave can be attributed to the Omicron BA five variant, which is highly contagious and better at evading natural immunity than previous strains.
19: We do expect an updated uh, vaccine later this fall, but we're you know even with the current vaccine that that we've been using, if you're up to date which if you're 50 or older means that you need a second booster so that's four shots
14: if you're immunocompromised there's another treatment in addition to a booster also you need to talk to your physician
19: about evishield which is the monoclonal antibody that helps prevent covid for those who are immunocompromised and it lasts for three months so it'll give a an immunocompromised patient three months protection
7: Hey, is everybody
0: ready? I'm ready. Ready Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbett on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lakers was setting the pace? That story is true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A.
1: Got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up. That Model A body makes it look like a It's Got eight cylinders and uses them all. Got overdrive, just won't stall. With a four barrel car and a dueling exhaust, with four living gears, you can really get lost. Got safety tubes, but I ain't scared. The brakes are good, tire's fair. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night. The moon and the stars were shining bright. We was driving Getting
3: that hot rod Lincoln
19: now. Cars like they was standing still. <laughs>
3: So this bill, $52 billion in grants to the industry and 25% tax credits for semiconductor fabrication, that's estimated to cost about $24 billion. So you're looking at, oh, just $76 billion for one industry of handouts. Now, you know, the market has a way of correcting itself. So right now, there's no question, everybody's familiar with the chip shortage. And, it, and chips, of course, today are incorporated in lots of different things. Used to be it was just computers. But now, everything is a computer, essentially. We've known that. I mean, we've known this was coming. And it's a good thing. It's what makes all this stuff work better. It's more functional. We have to buy a new dishwasher. My house. Six months. Pay in advance. Wait six months. Same deal. Chip shortage. So, I get it. It's a problem. Government ain't the solution. Government handouts definitely aren't. But here's where I, here's where I was going. Intel. Massive chip firm. Micron. Another one. NVIDIA. All just in the last week or so, saying, uh, Intel, let start with them, we're freezing hiring in its chip division. They announced that a couple of weeks ago. Micron CEO Sanjay Mahorita warned a few weeks ago that the industry, I'm quoting, the industry demand environment has weakened. Yeah. NVIDIA says, we're scaling back hiring due to declining demand. For it's chips that are used in video games. Crypto mining. I was
2: about That's to say, to I, uh, at least a portion of this decline has come from the bursting of the Bitcoin bubble. No doubt about it. And the pressure from some members of Congress to regulate the mining of cryptocurrency.
3: It, it, and there's two types of chips that are required in a crypto mining computer, what's called a GPU, a graphics processing unit. And the other is an ASIC, application-specific integrated circuit. It's not new technology. It's very old technology. And that's been a driving factor for NVIDIA,
2: especially, for the last several years. I mean, they, they've had releases of new model graphics cards, new model GPUs for mm-hmm. the mining. And the asking price, 1000 $1,500 dollars. The actual selling price—the price you could get it for—for for the last three, four years before the, the Bitcoin bubble burst, four, five, six thousand dollars.
3: Unbelievable! Because of the demand. Sure, everybody wanting to get on the on the action and go mine for some Bitcoin. Yeah, I get it. But the point is, you got the three, these three major chip manufacturing concerns whose CEOs, as required by law have to provide guidance in their quarterly reports, and they're saying, yeah, we don't feel too good about the future. We're slowing down on hiring. We're seeing weakened demand. But yet, our government, because it's run by a bunch of people that don't know squat about business, here's $72 billion. We're going to be more competitive with China. And then they'll go run victory laps after they do it. Here's the other thing. This sets a dangerous precedent, does it not? You're in another business. Hey, we can't compete with China government. We need some money. It just opens the door up for that. It is my understanding that there are 14 Republicans that are signing up for this. I don't get it. I really don't. This is what I think this is what aggravates people that feel like. When they vote for Republicans, now they may be coming from, I'm talking about in the Senate, may be coming from states where they'll be fine and their constituents are more moderate and are cool with this expansion of government, this corporate welfare, this spending of money we don't have. And you know the other thing that inevitably happens, Rhino, government gives you money, strings are attached every dang time. So, that in itself is a form of socialism. Here's your money, but I'm planning how you're going to do all this. It's Biden's executive orders. We, we read them out earlier. I mean, it's just a long list that he's contemplating with respect to climate change. And that's, again, regulations made by unelected bureaucrats. He'll issue the orders But the codification of those orders into and promulgation of them into specific regulations and rules is done by unelected bureaucrats in the swamp. They will dictate how the industry will operate, the fossil fuels industry in this place. That's socialism by by executive order, by regulation. It may not be the formal type but informal, that's the same outcome. That's scary, in my view. The kangaroo, by the way, is hopping like crazy. The Dow just turned red while we're sitting here. It was 100 points up 30 minutes ago. Down 10. This is not needed to compete with China. Get the hell out of the way, government. Lower tax... I know they can't. They, the idea of this drives them crazy. Lower corporate taxes. I'm serious. Lower capital gains taxes. Incentivize the average person to invest when they can. And let corporations do what they do. And corporations lose the woke crap. Just do what you do. Make chips, Intel. Don't don't tell me about pronouns and all that crap. Just make chips. That's all we want you to do. Now, Government money, especially misguided government money, it doesn't increase competitiveness. It undermines it. It destroys it. It tears it down. And That's exactly what the outcome, I believe, of this will do. And so we're going we're gonna to keep an eye on this and see who the heck the Republicans are that are voting for this. They need to be called out. This is corporate welfare. On steroids, $76 billion. Now, I know some may say, well, you know, that's what happened during the pandemic with the PPP. Uh, lots of complaints about that. I, I hear them. I get it. Uh, the difference is, even though in retrospect it, it now was a boondoggle, difference was you had government shutting businesses down. You can't operate. Stop it. Here's some money. Go away. Now we know it was, and it was bound to be. It was rife with fraud and waste and abuse. No doubt about it. We know that now. Well, you knew it was coming, but it was done with such haste. This was done by the Trump administration. Let's be honest. This was the, the brainchild of Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, it's his deal. And on the surface, it, it looks good. It's like, well, government's shutting them down, so we're going to have to give them some money. Now we know that the cost, per, supposed to, supposedly the, the pretense, at least, was to keep people employed. Don't let your people go. Here's some money. you got to prove to us you kept them employed and you paid them. You had to provide payroll records and all that stuff. Now we look and we see that the cost was, I don't know, like $250,000 per job or some insane figure like that. And, and there was really no, no qualifications in that, hey, I'm a business that truly does need this because you've shut me down. Let's take a restaurant, for example. And there are numerous others because they're saying, no, no indoor dining. Shut me down. Remember, that we had this flurry of curbside delivery and takeaway and all the, the um, uh, various uh, waiter and all those services that Uber eats and stuff. I mean, it gave a tremendous boost to their businesses, truly shut them down. But then you got professional offices that received, legitimately, legally, qualified for it. But there was no time, maybe you could say there's no time available under the gun. Got to do this now because they're going to start shedding jobs to put a little bit more nuance and discernment in the law. Nonetheless, we sent a lot of money out there, we dropped it out of helicopters, and you couple that, that corporate, those corporate payments, PPP, you couple that with the individual stimulus payments that went out, the helicopter money, into bank accounts, you just have a bunch of money out there, and here we sit with 9.1 percent inflation. We should not be surprised There's nothing as expensive as free money. Nothing. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
20: Serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli. We have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
7: Hello,
15: Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can.
20: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more
16: information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For metal building systems and steel roofing and siding call the hometown folks majestic metals 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com this is the midday agri-market report i'm bob sullender with 2022 planting complete, growers are turning their attention to managing their in-season inputs and protecting against disease. This season, managing disease and improving plant health with the right fungicide are crucial due to the higher risk of disease from late planting throughout the Midwest and above average predicted hurricane season for the South and East Coast. Without the preventative protection of a fungicide, corn, soybean, and wheat fields may exert more energy defending against disease than bulking up yield. Additionally, disease can impact standability, grain development, and Stability. That's why choosing a fungicide with both exceptional disease control and proven plant health benefits could be key in 2022 to keep crops cleaner, greener, and potentially higher yielding. This allows growers to more quickly conduct their harvest, saving time, fuel, and ultimately money, something that's extremely important in times with rising fuel prices. And that's your Midday Market Report. I'm Bob Solander.
3: back, everyone. That would be the Hollies. I'll have to say my favorite tune by them is He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. We gotta play that. They were good group. I think I got it in here somewhere. Some English lads comprised the group. All I remember is the singer there. His name's Alan. I can't remember. I think it's Alan. I can't remember his last name. Anyhow, I just had a friend send an email. Very interesting. And this is uh, a person that, knows a lot about this, but uh, we were talking about Joe Biden issuing these executive orders and and that kind of led us to the, the discussion of Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg when he was questioned about the capacity of the grid to accommodate electric vehicles being adopted at the rate he wants to, which is right now, right, just replace everything. And we... We uh, shared that Representative Massey said, obviously his office did the analysis, said to charge an EV draws 50 times the power that a typical household refrigerator does, and that if everybody was charging their EVs at the same time on the street there, 50x refrigerators in a house, grid couldn't accommodate. I don't think there's any secret to that. And so Buttigieg says, yeah, we just got to spend more money, update the grid. My friend says, you know, the permitting process, I hadn't thought about this, to um, build new transmission, electrical transmission infrastructure, production and transmission, it's about the same as it is with any kind of oil infrastructure. It's a good point. So it's not like you snap your fingers and throw money at it and say, hey, more electrical capacity. What do we got to do Rhino to to get nuclear going? What do you call these the smaller nuclear what's a, what's the name for that? The the term?
2: I believe you're talking about the modular nuclear reactors, something like or that. Or the uh, I mean you have there there have been plans in place for over two decades now. Yeah, for smaller nuclear reactors to be installed and run in smaller places. for lack of a better term. like Say you have a rural community that it would cost a fortune to build infrastructure from the grid to them, whereas you could build a nuclear reactor that's smaller than a semi-truck
3: in that community and have excess power. It's crazy. It looks like the official term is small modular reactor, SMR. That's from the... um, there's actually an association that I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, because
2: the, the idea of the small reactors is, say you put one in a place and then the place booms, you can add another. Okay. And it's a lot easier than the, the traditional reactor where you'd have to build an entire extra campus on site to house the reactor. With the modular reactor, in some instances, I'm oversimplifying, but it would basically be drive it up. Fill it up with the nuclear fuel, plug
3: it in, and it's good to go. Yeah, makes perfect sense. That, by the way, it's the International Atomic Energy Agency. That's uh, what I'm looking at now. But it, we, we need to have our head examined for not really pushing more for this. Especially, you see, wouldn't that be a reasonable compromise? Hey, you EV people, you want us to all go drive EVs. We know we got an electrical grid problem. We got a cost of electricity problem. We got a reliability and a capacity problem, especially with solar and wind. That's been established. Let's get on with the nuclear power plants. It just makes sense.
2: Therein lies the rub. You can't have something make too much sense and go through
3: government. Mike in Gulfport says the Republicans for this chip manufacturing are probably from states where they will get the money. I think there's one in Ohio. I do think Intel just announced a, a giant project. Not, could be right, Mike. I'm not sure, but we're going to look for the vote. And when, as soon as we see it, the bill uh, get to the floor and the vote. I've heard Ohio,
2: Indiana, Texas, Kentucky, and Nevada okay. as the five states that are looking at building chip plants. Okay,
3: I'd love to see one here. It'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not for government welfare to them. They don't need it. They're going to do it anyhow. That's the whole point. It's it's like the student loan forgiveness. Who has the most student loan debt? Doctors and lawyers. No doubt about it. Who makes the most money? Doctors and lawyers. No doubt about it. It's so misguided. So misguided. And now the sky's falling because the Obamacare subsidies are about to end. That's another one. And uh, I shouldn't say that. The Obamacare sub, the enhanced subsidies passed under the American Rescue Plan, the Joe Biden bill. That's coming up and there's lots of uh, lots of teeth gnashing going on over that one. Uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit of that, but uh, right now we got a break coming up. Super Talk News, Fox News, and when we return it's Sid Salter. Stay with us. You ain't
14: nothing but a hand, crying all the time.
18: news i'm chris foster president biden gives a speech about climate change today at a former coal-fired power plant in massachusetts being converted to a wind farm cable factory
1: president biden is announcing executive action to boost domestic offshore wind energy the action follows the announcement from senate democrats that the spending bill will not include proposed
18: climate funding and instead focus only on prescription drug prices fox's jared halpern at the white house former president trump's ex-wife Ivana's funerals today in new york city
14: Ivana Trump died on Thursday from injuries sustained during a fall. Her three children, Ivanka, Donald Jr., and Eric Trump, are expected to attend the service. The Trump family has asked that rather than sending flowers, funeral guests are requested to make a donation to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, a Florida-based nonprofit group that works to minimize dog homelessness.
18: Fox's Tanya J. Powers in New York. Donald and Ivana Trump were married for 15 years with their divorce finalized in 1992. America's listening to Fox News.
1: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
20: Summertime is Cannon time.
2: Looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle? This is Dave Logan, Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Right now, we have a really large selection of pre-owned vehicles with more on the way. When the smoke clears,
13: nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The average price for a gallon of gas in Mississippi today is right at $4. That's better than the record high $4.52 we were paying at the pump in June, but the average a year ago was only two seventy-three dollars a gallon. Republicans went after Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg Tuesday when he touted electric vehicles as the solution.
13: The more pain we are all experiencing from the high price, price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access
7: electric vehicles.
14: Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith have consistently urged the Biden administration to open up domestic energy production.
7: In this continent where where God gave us plentiful fossil fuels, which we can use to uh, transport ourselves in uh, an environmentally friendly way, uh, we've decided not to use them.
14: For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
17: Welcome to
4: day four of digging safety class.
17: It says here we're talking post
4: holes. Yes, before you dig one, call 811. For a
17: post hole? See this picture? Your hair's standing on end, Bob. Cool, dude.
4: Not so cool. I hit an electrical line.
17: And I thought you were trying to be hip. Hello, Sam here
7: from Mississippi 811. Calling 811 two working days before digging is the law, and it's always the right thing to do.
14: Dr. Dan Edney will officially become Mississippi's new state health officer August 1st. During an interview with Supertalk Mississippi, he told us why he accepted the position. We just cannot accept the fact that black women in this state
19: die during pregnancy at a rate of three times the national average, twice the, the number as white Mississippians. So white Mississippi women are dying in pregnancy higher than the national rate as well. Our babies are dying at higher than the, the national rate. And I just refuse to accept the premise that it's just our fate. Edney believes we could do better. We have got to look at moving postpartum care back out to a year again. Two months Mm -hmm. is not enough. We have women who are dying in months three, four, and five from complications of
14: pregnancy. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
21: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today. Leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement
7: all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3 and now and now the talk that keeps mississippi talking
16: that's what i like
15: to listen to
0: you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi rocking into the afternoon portion of the show. Joining us now, Sid Salter, political analyst. He's also the chief communications officer and director of the Office of Public Affairs at Mississippi State University. Sid, how's it going today, my friend?
9: Well, Gerard, uh, glad to be with you. Yes,
3: sir. So, Neshoba County Fair rolls around once a year, and that's coming up next year. In, uh, in the county, the big old house party. We're going to be over there. And of course, this is, uh, it's legendary, honestly. And I know you have uh, attended many times. I have as well. I'm going to be doing the show over there. But sometimes uh, stuff happens. It's unpredictable, as we shall say. What do you think well, this year?
9: Uh, this is uh, sort of an off year. Uh, politically, there's uh, not a great deal of intrigue left in the uh, midterm congressional elections, and uh, you know this this will be the lightest menu of speeches <laughs> uh, in the in the four year cycle. So there will be nine speeches on Wednesday and nine speeches on Thursday for uh, eighteen total. You'll have political speaking from nine a.m. to just before 11 a.m. each day, uh, and so uh, it, it depends on one's perspective. If you like, uh, if you like wall-to-wall political speaking for three days, uh, you know, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, <laughs> this may not be your year. Uh, but if you uh, sort of enjoy taking in the rest of the fair, uh, this is a, this is a good year. The uh, the statewide elected officials. And then the legislators and judges who uh, actually serve the Shelby County in some capacity, uh, that will be the crop of speakers. Uh, obviously, you'll have the uh, Democratic uh, nominee in the third congressional district uh, will be speaking. Uh, I don't think Congressman Guest is going to uh, be able to speak because he will be on Capitol Hill uh available to vote, but uh, that's that's about it. I've had several people ask me about uh, the uh, candidates out of the fourth congressional district. Uh, it's been a longstanding rule at Neshoba. if you don't represent Neshoba Countyans, you know normally you don't uh, you don't speak. So that's about the lineup on politics, and then you get into. Uh, you know, some uh, political observers are wondering, is uh, one of the statewide uh, office holders going to make a surprise announcement? That's always, I guess, a possibility. Uh, frankly, I don't, uh, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to make a, you know, surprise unveiling of a candidacy. But, you know, stranger things have happened, and, and I suppose it could. What I do think you'll get out of our statewide officials is their version of a progress report on what they've been doing, how they've been serving the taxpayers, what the challenges are moving forward. I think you'll get some sort of forecast on the state's uh, fiscal condition. And right now, the state's fiscal condition is uh, very, very good. Uh, There's their surpluses. And so. Uh, I think that uh, you know, this should be uh, one of those elections, uh, at one of those uh, Mississippi County Fair election cycles where there will be an inordinate amount of discussion about the national political condition. Yeah. You'll hear a lot of discussion of gas prices and uh, yeah. inflation and kitchen table issues and all that from, from folks who don't have uh, – a direct hand in uh in changing those circumstances, but it's entertaining and uh you know Gerard, I've been listening to these speeches for more than fifty years now, and uh you know just when you think you've heard it all, you haven't so uh, <laughs> people- people enjoy it, and uh I'm one of them so i'm I'm looking forward to it,
3: yeah. So you, uh, you, you made a statement, Sid, about uh, no particular revelations with respect to statewide uh, elected officials maybe announcing for a change of plans, uh, and even though they may not be on, on the schedule to speak, do you think we may see someone just time an announcement for statewide office that is uh, maybe um, in uh, an office in the legislature or not in office whatsoever that may announce for some statewide office?
9: Well, those kinds of announcements, uh, yeah, that's that's always possible. I think from the
16: uh,
9: stable of eight uh, statewide elected officials, I don't look for a, a surprise announcement out of any of those uh, individuals. I think uh, somebody not in office who wants to be uh, or I think someone who uh, uh, isn't on the speaking program but may want to move into that position, those, those can always happen because, uh, you know, politics is kind of like church, where two or more are gathered, uh, they have worship, and so there's a <laughs> lot of media there. Uh, and if people are going to do things like that, that's uh, that's a, a place where it happened. I've, I've heard that happen before, but, you know, there, there's been some speculation uh particularly to the left uh in the news media of uh you know sort of these uh challenges to uh existing office holders from within that group of elected officials, you know obviously anything can happen but i would I would be somewhat surprised to to hear that happen at the show
3: I'm with you i th- I think that's right. So 50 years, uh, you mentioned, Sid, you've been attending, and you've, uh, of course, uh, taken in uh, in uncountable speeches <laughs> during that period. Any particular memories you can share with us that kind of stick out?
9: Well,, uh, source, uh, I, I sort of enjoyed the uh, art and science of uh, old-time uh, stump uh, political speaking. It's a dying art, and, you know, Twitter has has rendered the impact of uh, those speeches somewhat less today than they were uh, in the 50s and 60s and 70s, but, you know, obviously, uh, and and, and you can put partisan uh, uh, thoughts aside, just people who were flat good at it. John Arthur Eves in the in the white you know, drive up in a drop top Cadillac in a white suit, uh, and and do his thing. Uh, there was an old speaker out of South Mississippi, uh, made a good race, Jimmy Swan. He, I he remember. was a little radio guy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was was good. Of course. Uh, Ross Barnett, uh, if, if you discounted some of the things he actually said, Ross <laughs> Barnett was uh, terribly uh, entertaining yes uh but you know all-time uh favorite and i think if you talk to a lot of uh people with gray hair out there blowtorch mason uh was was a tremendous speaker and his uh, his pitch was that uh, they lived out in the country and his wife didn't have electricity and running water and he wanted to get elected governor so he could move his wife to town and see that <laughs> both of those uh, benefits and so uh, over the years there, there has, has been a lot of uh, a lot of art and not much science to uh, some of that speaking but uh, you know as a spectator sport it's sort of the, the political equivalent of uh, pro-ratchling and uh, I, I like it I always have Well,
3: uh, just got a little bit left. You think it's fair to say that the path to statewide office in Mississippi runs through the Neshoba County Fair?
9: Always has. I I think that was probably, uh, in intensity, it was a little more true uh, 20 years ago than today because social media has changed uh, politics as it has changed
3: the
17: rest
9: of our lives. But, yeah, I, I do think the path to... Statewide office runs through the Neshoba County Fair, the Jacinto Courthouse yeah. Step, Been there Fox too. Hunt, you know, several of those events statewide. Uh, and it's a tradition that Mississippians uh, have embraced for a long time. I, I think they'll continue to embrace it.
3: Well, we look forward to it, and uh, we're going to be set up over there hosting middays. Are you going to stop by? You're going to be around?
9: Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, you know, Gallo always uh, figures out a way to wheedle uh, biscuits out of uh, my <laughs> wife. Uh, the biscuits will be gone, but we'll uh, we'll be glad to see you drop by and visit with us. We'll we'll stop by the tent and see you guys.
3: We look forward to it. Good to talk to you, Sid. We'll see you next week.
9: Take care,
3: Sid Salter, political analyst and uh, chief communications officer of Mississippi State. has been our guest. We'll be right back on midday. Stay with us.
16: Ride, ride,
10: You have the constitutional right to have and carry a firearm. If you can't use it safely, confidently, and effectively to defend yourself and your family, it does you absolutely no good. We have classes daily to teach you and your family how to improve your shooting skills, whether you are a beginner or a grandmaster. If you aren't fully satisfied with the training, we will refund your entire fee. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you at Boondocks. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at BoondocksFTA.com.
18: At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, Hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at GatewayMission.org, Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway
5: Rescue Mission.
20: Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
21: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. They help you get your life back. (sighs)
12: Why don't you mind your own business?
7: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Thank you for that, Rhino. Alan Clark on the vocals there. and it was Alan. Many may not realize it also featured, did the original Hollies, Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Ah. How about that? He left in 1968. Left in 1968 to become, uh, to help form Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Stephen Stills, David Crosby, Graham Nash. Good tune. Appreciate that, Rhino. Just got a notification: Top Golf coming to Richland. That's two golf entertainment centers in less than a month, right? We got Golf Suite. The other one, yeah, their main competitor.
2: Right, from what I understand.
3: Now we're going to have two. We got none. Now we got two. the they, uh, Top Golf is uh, going to locate off Interstate 55 in Ridgeland, just northeast of the Renaissance at Colony Park. Not far from where I live there.
2: I've never partaken in the uh, the arcade-style golfing, but I would imagine it would be a better entry point than trying to just hit the links. <laughs> it's pretty cool, honestly. We uh, yeah, It's
3: like a, a driving course or a driving range mixed with a game. That's exactly right, and food. In- oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's just an entertainment deal. We actually had a corporate membership to the one in Denver. You know, at an office out oh, yeah. there, and we'd entertain clients, and and sometimes we'd have birthday parties and such for the staff, for team members. But really cool, really neat music going and the. Uh, you know, they wait on you right there in the area where you're you're hitting. It's pretty, pretty neat stuff. I just always see so.
2: videos of it on social media where you have people that are really good at it that they ask to uh, stop
3: hitting the balls over the net. <laughs> <laughs> How do they do that? That's pretty good. They so could figure out That's a way stroking to, it. They had to fit that in there. So, wow. That is really something. Uh, it's never
2: a bad thing when you have more entertainment options coming to the Magnolia State.
3: Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, economic expansion, and what it does, more than anything, I believe is, is it just makes the community more attractive when I mean, you have uh, amenities like that. I mean, normally you see those deals in cities with population of a million and up. I believe that used to be kind of their standard, their, their business model. And, you know, maybe they have... Uh, um, altered that a bit, and they're dipping down into smaller markets, which I see is good. I, I know at one time we thought we were going to get a cheesecake factory here, and that's kind of the reason they hesitated and backed off. Said we really feel like we need a, an MSA, MSA of a million to make the economics work. Well, have
2: you seen their
3: menu? I mean, yeah, they got a lot of overhead because they got a well, lot of crap in the back. Have you, can you believe that? They just keep turning pages. It's like War and Peace menu, right? And the 17th chapter of the menu (laughs) shall read. (laughs) You know the reason I think they do well? Seriously. Because you don't go in there and not get dessert. You know how it's like optional at most places? Which is a high margin item. Oh, yeah. You're going to have dessert. And that usually means probably going to drink coffee or some after dinner drink or something to go along with it. It's a pretty good idea, honestly. I like Linda's fudge cake, by the way. Just wanted to pass that on. And they bring it out, and it's like the entire cake, right? But it's probably, I don't check the price, probably $22 or something like that for a piece of cake.
2: Reminds me of a place in Atlanta, ah, gosh, I think it's been closed for over a decade now. It was either mix or max. But when you ordered a slice of chocolate cake, you got an eighth of a
3: 3 tier chocolate cake.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was huge.
3: (laughs) Well, that that sounds about like what Linda's fudge cake is at the Cheesecake Factory. What's hilarious on the ceasefire text line about this whole new microchip thing is Pelosi sold a million in stock from Verizon and bought stock from Nvidia prior to this being signed. Insider trading, maybe. It's actually not insider trading uh i think the the whole issue of should members of congress be able to trade stock individually is a question and there are a lot of people who would like to see law a law passed that would prohibit that insider trading per se is prohibited but for a trade to rise to the level to to be considered insider trading that would mean that the member of Congress making the trade, would have access to confidential, uh, disappropriated, non-publicly available information. This has been publicly available for months. We've known for a long time now that uh, this bill has been sitting out there and that Congress has intended uh, to pass some sort of legislation that would subsidize the chip industry. They would provide corporate payments, if you will, taxpayer money to the chip industry uh, in an effort and under the pretense of, of competing with China. So it's, it, I don't like it, but it's not really insider trading. Now, if this was discussed behind closed doors and nobody knew squat about this, and let's say a couple of weeks or months ago they made some trades here, Uh, in these companies that are are, uh, set to receive some of these subsidies, these federal payments, if that happened, and then all of a sudden today the world found out about this legislation, yeah, that'd be insider trading. That's not what happened here. The trades were made after it was widely publicly known. We talked about it here on the program months ago. It's just getting traction now. Now they've done a procedural vote. Now they're talking turkey. It's going to pass the House, I I would assume. I can't imagine it wouldn't, With the Democrats are all going to be on board, and I think you're going to see several Republicans in the House. I don't know who the 14 are. My understanding is 14 in the Senate. Haven't seen the details on that. On the procedural vote, so not the official vote yet. Larry Ma says, I wonder if Roger Wicker, Senator Wicker, is he one of those. Don't know yet, but again... And maybe I'm just not looking in the right place, Rhino. I can't find a vote, and there may not be a roll call vote. I don't know how that works on uh, procedural votes. If that's just a, uh, if that's an oral vote, or if if it requires a a roll call, I don't know. It's a procedural vote. It's not easily accessible on their website. It's definitely not, and that's why I couldn't find it. But when when this thing, and I think in any date, literally, it's going to hit the floor for an official vote. A recorded vote uh, on the record, and then it'll get transmitted, of course, to the House for a vote over there. Or they, the House, may say, ah, "We want to change it up," and then it goes back. Then they got to go to conference. You know how the how the sausage is made there. Thomas and Greenwood. Um, he reminds. Uh, he he, he um, informs about Starbucks. I saw this story as well. Starbucks and Seven Eleven. They're closing stores down in areas where they've been pretty strong. I I don't know how many Starbucks, I want to say, 11 or 12? Oh, 16. 16. And these are in cities where the uh, CEO of uh, Howard Schultz, he's serving as the interim CEO. You know, they had one, he stepped down, Howard went back in. Howard, the original longtime CEO, he's back in that role now. And he says America has become unsafe. True words have never been spoken. We talked about it on the program a few days ago. You cannot have prosperity without safety, without the rule of law. It's essential. Our founders knew that, by the way. They understood that. They understood that is a principal role of government. Not to tell you how many stores to build and how much to sell coffee for. But to allow those transactions to occur voluntarily between buyers and sellers without the fear, without the interruption of crooks and criminals. That's the whole idea. Now we have a society, unfortunately, in this country and many of our most our largest cities where crime is rampant and we've got goofy woke DAs that are essentially Sanctioning it by decriminalizing crime and not locking up bad guys.
2: In R- fairness, though, Starbucks brought some of this on themselves with he their did. nonsense about allowing anybody and everybody to do whatever they wanted to.
3: Completely agree, and I'm not going to give uh, Starbucks a pass on their monetary contribution, like almost every other major corporation in this country, to Black Lives Matter. They should not be. They should be called out for that. Should not get a pass for that, because now we know Black Lives Matter. Well, it's not now we know, but it's become more more pronounced, more discussed, more stories indicating that the whole organization's a dang fraud. There ain't no question about it. A Marxist organization that is a fraud. Well, that's what you get, Mr. Capitalist uh, Schultz. So, yeah, you don't get a pass on that. But I get it. I'm sympathetic. You can't operate your business with crime all over the place. Stay with us. We're on. We're at midday's in the Element Wealth Studios.
4: We'll be right back from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender for all your paint coating needs. Go to SeabrookPaint.com today. Mostly sunny and hot, high near 97. Tonight mostly clear, low around 78. For Thursday, a 30% chance of showers. Partly sunny and hot, high near 97. And a look to Friday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff. Mostly sunny, high near 96. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
11: Would you agree?
8: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife
10: tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate.
8: Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
16: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery or medications and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The average price for a gallon of gas in Mississippi today is right at $4. That's better than the record high four fifty-two dollars we were paying at the pump in June, but the average a year ago was only two seventy-three dollars a gallon. Republicans went after Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg Tuesday when he touted electric vehicles as the solution. The more
13: pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles.
14: Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith have consistently urged the Biden administration to open up domestic energy production.
7: In this continent where where God gave us plentiful fossil fuels, which we can use to uh, transport ourselves in an environmentally friendly way, uh, we've decided not to use them.
14: For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm.
7: Hey, it's Richard
13: Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's your invitation to join us every Friday at 520 for Food Fridays presented by Polks. In the South, warm weather means more time with family and friends. Whether you're headed to the ballpark, the beach, or just the backyard, be sure you're packing Polks meat products. Grab a package of original garlic and green onion, or my favorite, the Cajun Smoked Sausage. When Polks is on the menu, you're always a winner. Wherever you are, whoever you're with this spring and summer, remember, picky people pick Polks.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard, Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
22: 1425 and 498, I throw the rock and roll party on my last birthday,
5: but it's good. Rockin' my life away. I've been moving and a groovin' and a getting
3: both night and day. I got a gal called Nellie, she's a chili pepper hot. She
22: knows how to roll a killer, know how to rock i a rockin', rock, rockin' my life away. I've been rockin' Jerry Lee Lewis and
3: I'm both night and Day Bumping us into this segment here on middays. We thank you so much for joining us, the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. So I uh, had a question about, uh, let's see, yeah, on the C Spire text line, this is uh, some interesting information. Gee, what about Mississippi kids drafted, talking about? Major League uh, Baseball draft going on. Seven for State no Miss and USM had five. William Carey had one. Not too shabby. No doubt about it. Fantastic, high-quality baseball played right here in the Magnolia State. I think we're getting to be known for that a little bit, wouldn't you say? I Easily. Heck, yeah. I agree.
2: I mean, the people that really knew already knew, but now more people know.
3: Yeah. No doubt about it. Making our mark. Proud of it. Fantastic. Let's see, uh, somebody also said, yeah, Louie from the 662, I'm a retired teacher who has most of my retirement tied up in mutual funds. My account lost 16000 bucks last quarter. Yeah, I think, uh, join the crowd there, Louie. We, uh, we've we all felt that pain, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just because the markets are down, and mutual funds, of course, in general, are investing in a basket of equities. and. The whole broad equity world is down a lot. We uh, gosh, we shared the stats on that a few weeks ago. Rhino, it's the the worst plunge in the Nasdaq in the first half of the year since the Nasdaq launched in '71. I think terrible. Will the um, PPP program payments have to be paid back? I was talking about the. Uh, the the fraud, the waste, the abuse, the, it, it's really the, the bigger, I think, uh, and more disturbing aspect of it was just because there really wasn't much in the way of eligibility requirements and having to prove need, the first round of it, the massive, the major round that happened in 20, uh, 2020, yeah, because that wasn't a requirement. The only requirement was that you kept people employed and you had to submit payroll records to prove uh, officially that you paid employees because the money was designed to cover payroll. The, The theory being, we want you to keep them employed, we want you to keep paying them, even though you may not need them or have anything for them to do because government has shut the economy down. That was the idea behind the whole deal.
2: I think the only catch is you do have to apply for the forgiveness. It doesn't just automatically forgive it if you meet the requirements. You have to apply for it.
3: That's right. But that primarily consists of payroll records. It's not that you have to show, well, yeah, look, I was going broke here. I really needed this money. No, that wasn't part of the test. The only test was, did you actually maintain it? And you knew that going into it. That was part of the the conditions and the terms of the loan that you had to pe- keep people employed in order to receive forgiveness, to have the loan forgiven. You're right, though. It wasn't automatic, but uh, by all accounts, virtually everybody that got the money met the forgiveness requirements and had their loan forgiven. It was a loan, I mean, technically speaking, and and those were those were processed, administered through private commercial banks that had a relationship with the Small Business Administration. That's the way it worked. They're numerous across the state. And you can go check out who all got money And A lot lot of people see those lists and say they didn't need any money. That's right. But legally, they're entitled to it. So who's going to say, no, I don't need any of that money. I'm good. Nobody's going to do that, especially when your competitors are, because then they get a competitive advantage. So it's a boondoggle. But if you think back to that time, and I'm I'm giving a little bit of a pass here. Remember, this is Donald Trump now, folks. Donald Trump. Mississippi is a Donald Trump state. This was Donald Trump and Secretary Mnuchin. And this Secretary Mnuchin, of course, was his, his brainchild, his conception, and he persuaded the president. And I'll say it looked like the right thing to do, because the expectation was this thing is going to move through the population, talking about COVID, like wildfire. And the whole dang economy is going to just be completely hobbled. I mean, like, down to zero. And if we don't send some money out here, we're going to have a lot of people on the unemployment line. That happened anyhow, in spite of the PPP program. And uh, so that was the theory behind the whole deal. Now I think you'd have to look back and say, did it make sense to shut everything down? And a lot of people said that right up front, in fairness to them you know, this is crazy. The government shouldn't step in here and issue all these orders shutting down. I I remember distinctly uh, you couldn't get your hair cut. Remember that? And there was uh, there were people I know in the legislature that said they were getting calls from their constituents, and that was like one of the most frequent and common calls. I got to get my hair cut, but you shut the barber shops and the style shops down.
2: Or you can go to the Wally World, but don't you dare buy baby shoes. Yeah, that's true. They don't, actually don't you buy those seeds to grow your own food. No, 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 no. no. You got
3: to buy the food all out the shelf. Exactly. Uh, and there was, and so it's and don't another. even think about buying a power tool. So think about this. That's right, remember big Gretch Governor Whitmer and but the thing that really aggravated me, and you and I talked about this, and we shared so many clips and stories and uh, of it, it's, it's like they celebrated in it. They revelled in this power. I'm shutting you down. You can't go here. you can't buy that. I mean they just it's like they they, they were just uh, exuberant. It's a dopamine rush they got. Drunk on power is the phrase I like to use. The worst ever example of that. It it just was a a perfect uh, alignment of the stars, right, for them. Oh, great. And then we all knew that's going to be the excuse for anything and all other action. But back to the economic aspect of this, yeah, in retrospect, um, it, it was a program that needed a whole lot more nuance in it. And they... I feel like they could have taken some time to do that. Administering it is what becomes a nightmare when you start talking about, did you or did you not need that money? Because you would expect the banks then to be responsible for making those calls. And you could have all kinds of objective criteria, and even that gets complicated. And then you get into these financial statements. They're not fully audited. And, but I gotta take them in and use those to complete the test, and then you know six months later you do an official audit. But let's face it, the vast majority of businesses that got this money they don't do audits. It's shoebox accounting. That's that's just where all this gets complicated. But the bottom line is we drop money out of helicopters in this country to businesses to individuals, and now we're we're paying the price great article in The Wall Street Journal over the weekend the, uh, the high cost of free money and so I had no idea that this occurred but apparently Harvard Hobbit conducted a study to uh, to test whether or not this stimulus money this helicopter money that went to individuals did it really improve their their economic well-being their their health, their, uh, just their overall quality of life. And who could forget the president and all his minions over and over again spouting off all these statistics about how they ended child poverty with the child tax credits. We ended child poverty! I, I never understood that. But here's the bottom line. is they Harvard actually conducted a test, and as is the case in any test, you got a, par, a population or a, a control group that got no money in this case, in a control group there there was two um, two different sets of participants one that got about 950 bucks a month and uh, no 500 bucks a month and the other got 2000 one time unconditional cash transfer of either 500 bucks or 2000 and they did 2073 low income participants and then they compared those to a control group that got none to see how their life changed. They said on average of about 950 bucks a month, participants earned on average of about 950 a month, had 530 in unearned income, food stamps for example, 80% had children, 55% unemployed. And what they found out after all this is that they also agreed to let these observers, the folks conducting the test to observe their bank balances and financial transactions, and the bottom line result was handouts increased the spending for a little while on average about 26 bucks a day in the $500 group, 82 in the 2000, but it didn't have any observable positive effect on any individual outcome. Bank overdrafts, late payment fees, cash advances still the same as the people in the control group that did get any money that had the same level of income. And in fact, the handout recipients fared worse On most of the handout, uh, on most of the surveys, I should say, they reported less income, less liquidity. I'll continue this after the break. It's interesting. Stay with us.
6: All month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. We're celebrating your freedom to shop and save big on an amazing selection of Mazdas. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Plus, we're offering low interest rates that will save you thousands. For example, get super low 1.9% financing for 36 months on most 2022 Mazdas. That's right. 1.9% financing on almost every 2022 Mazda. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and save big while doing so. Only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. details. Hi, I'm John Albritton.
15: If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's.
0: Quality and
5: value go hand in hand at Albritton's
10: all britain's jewelers hi i'm david frederick owner of frederick sales and service in brandon for more than 27 years we've been selling and servicing xmark mowers here in central mississippi whether you have a city lot a country estate or a large institutional property xmark has a mower to fit your needs I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks sales and service the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
22: Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German Town High. Everything for
3: home and garden,
1: that's what Callaway's is. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you.
16: If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sailor rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell-articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com.
3: Final segment, Super Talk Mississippi. So back to this this uh, study Harvard did, where they gave money to a group of people and had a control group that they did give money to, and then they wanted to measure the outcome. So turns out they said in the final analysis that the handout recipients reported less in earned income and in liquidity. No surprise here. Lower work performance and satisfaction more financial stress sleep quality and physical health and higher levels of loneliness and anxiety than the control group and it didn't matter if it was the $500 cash group or the $2000 cash group so the find, the point is the findings it, it you made me think about it a second ago Rhino when you talked about This drug that doesn't appear, this antidepressant drug, right, that doesn't appear to be really working.
2: Yeah, that was from a study from England. I believe it was the University College of London or something like that. They did a survey that found zero evidence of a link between serotonin and depression, which kind of flies in the face of the majority of antidepressants prescribed because they're what's called SSRIs, or Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors which basically means your brain produces serotonin and it gets picked up by the brain and, and metabolized. Well, the SSRI keeps more of that serotonin in your brain so you feel better. But apparently there's not a chemical connection between serotonin
3: and depression. So in this particular case, uh, they, the group that conducted the, the, um, the test surveyed 477 social scientists and policymakers, And they all predicted the people who got money were just going to be in better shape. Physically, mentally, financially, etc. And it contradicted all of their predictions. And that's because, if you think about it, you hear it all the time, liberals in academia, politicians... They truly do believe, they hold, as absolute empirical fact in their view, that government handouts are the solution to our problems. So if transfer payments, if that's the way to move someone up, uh, elevate them into the middle class well then, the gazillions of dollars we would have spent on the war on poverty, it would have achieved that a long time ago. And it is true that extreme poverty has all but been eliminated on the planet. In this country, virtually zero. That ain't because of government, it's in spite of it. It is because of massive I'm talking massive advances we have, as a society, have made in innovation, in technology, and tools that make us productive. You know, just a simple example here, and and you guys could all think of them too. I I think I told you I hit a deer, so I got to get my car fixed. In the old days, I remember. Somebody having to come out, spend an hour or so looking over the vehicle, and then looking up manually through reams of catalogs, all the parts you would need, and you hope they get it right. Because you relied on a human to review all these drawings and specifications and bills of materials and so forth, and pick the right you know, 18-digit part number and all that junk, and write it down on a piece of paper and hand it to you. It is so incredibly automated now, if you've ever had this experience, you show up, they take a picture or two, boom, they go in there, and all these automated systems. And by the way, the same ones that they all use, they all rely on the same set, are the same ones the insurance companies have. So the insurance companies they do the estimate. It's all automated. Boom, here's how much it's gonna cost. Here's your check when you're ready. Honestly, I got the money now. It's the way it works. I haven't had the repair yet. It, because we're still waiting to schedule it out for labor availability and so forth. I, and that's just, a, that's just one of a gazillion examples of how we've made life so much more productive. So that's what generates wealth right there. That, just that little bitty example. And that's replicated by a billion in our society. It's amazing. You think about all the tools behind-the-scenes involved in making that possible. It's incredible. Incredible. Remember the old cash registers? I remember those. And you go home, and my dad used to look at those long tapes from the grocery store, and man, he'd find they missed wrong something. He'd go back up there and show him. No, that's not the price. Because you're allowed on a human to enter those keys, remember? Think about how barcoding, UPCs, and And all the uh, supply chain and inventory and distribution systems, the point-of-sale systems have changed. I mean, these are just teeny-tiny examples. That's how you generate wealth, not government transfer payments. We're out of time here today. We thank you so much for joining us. We're back in the studio tomorrow. I think Will's filling in tomorrow, right? Friday. Friday, Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. What am I thinking about? Until then, stay safe. God bless, everyone.